listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Morning. The sun is shining, birds are singing. There's a spring in my slippers. You know why I'm happy. The first day of spring. Spring, of course. Huh? You know, spring. And let's not forget pollen. The pollen? You know, there's a lot of pollen in the air this time of year. That's right. <laughs> a lot of pollen. Okay, blow your nose. Because it's showtime. It is showtime for a Monday morning, 6.07. Good morning and uh, welcome to the show. Much appreciated that you're uh, listening in here this morning. First full day of spring uh, underway for today. Comes a little bit earlier than usual. It can happen on any day, the 20th, 21st, or 22nd, hmm. depending on uh, when the uh, equinox, vernal equinox mm-hmm. happens, and that is today. And uh, spring showers coming down through a lot of the Treasure Valley this morning. Snow in the mountain areas. Uh, we are fairly warm. 44 degrees. This is the crazy part. It's 44 right now. We're going to see a high today of about 46. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's about a two-degree difference between Lazy. our overnight low and our high today. Can only get two better than now? Come on. Yeah. Uh, phone lines are open. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to uh, get in. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about this morning... Will he or won't he? Will President Trump be arrested and indicted tomorrow? Well, according to him, he will. That's, that's the claim. There are uh, other people saying that the case is not necessarily over as mm-hmm. of yet, that the uh, evidence still needs to be presented in the uh, grand jury proceedings, which will happen today and possibly Wednesday. Grand jury uh, in New York meets Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't know how this information is getting out because grand jury testimony is supposed to be secret. (laughs) A lot of things are supposed to be secret in this day and age, apparently. We'll talk a lot about this this morning just because of how many conspiracy theories are coming out of this. Conspiracy theories having to do with Donald Trump. Conspiracy theories having to do with the election. Conspiracy theories having to do with... President Biden involvement in hearings going on, possibly by the House this week. Just just a lot of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And, and right how, and right now and, that's that's all and, we really have. And how do we know which ones are true? Exactly. If any. Um also conspiracy theories having to do with whether or not this is a bad thing for Donald Trump, or could it be could be a rallying thing. Uh, yeah, a good thing for Donald Trump. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about. Also, um, coming up tonight, there is a meeting on whether or not to dissolve the Meridian Library District. Mm-hmm. That meeting will be uh, happening tonight at 6 p.m. It'll be live stream on uh, Facebook for those people who would like to watch over it. <laughs> um, Did you ever think you'd want to? <laughs> Um, oh my, the Meridian <laughs> Library District is going to be in the news tonight. I better, yeah. I better watch that. Um, Ada County Board of Commissioners will hold that public hearing. A group calling itself Concerned Citizens for Meridian filed a tip petition back, you might remember, on February 9th. The board took that petition under advisement on February 16th. Coming up tonight, any 
resident elector within the proposed boundaries of the proposed district may appear and be heard. This could be a really, Real really state, yeah. long meeting. Say, regardless of how long it takes. Yeah, that's according to uh, Rod Beck, Ada County Commissioner. Uh, Beck that's, also... I guess that's nicer than, you know, giving everybody like, you know, 18 seconds. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rod Beck also said the hearing will continue until it's completed. Wow. So, you know, you could go hours tonight, they said, uh, and then if they have to, they will resume again on March 22nd. Oh, if it's going to just keep going until it's completed, why, we need, why do we need to resume? Just yeah, stay exactly. up. Just, just stay there for, you know, 24 straight hours. Those people that think it's important will uh, definitely uh, <laughs> stay and talk about it. Um, what, is, what is going on here? What, what does all this mean? Who all started this? Who is the Concerned Citizens of Meridian? We have a spokesperson for Concerned Citizens of Meridian coming up here with us this morning who will be live in studio. His name is Michael Hahn. We'll be talking about what they hope to achieve. Do they really want to get rid of the library? All the libraries in Meridian. As the Ada County Commissioner said, if this goes through, that means all the assets will be sold off. Books, lock, stock, and barrel. I didn't know they had anything but books. Apparently they do. Mm. So that'll be coming up this morning at about 7.30 if you want to uh, listen in. Once again, Michael Hahn will be with us. Uh, also, um, we'll talk uh, basketball, NCAA bracket busters. There were a lot of them. Yeah. Um, more importantly, this weekend, even though Boise State was uh, done as of last week, College of Idaho. Everybody's yeah, a fan. Right. Everybody's a fan of College of Idaho. Yeah, hop on that bandwagon. Get up on that bandwagon. Well, it's going to be one, two, or three. For the 77% free throw shooter. Now, one thing to remember, Indiana Tech has no timeouts left. So when the substitution came for Stein, Coach Albert had his team over there. He told them the play that they're going to run. We'll see if they can execute. And watch out for Robin out on the offensive glass. He got a critical offensive rebound and a missed free throw last night. Missing the second. Smith the rebound. Greg Smith weaving through the defense. The shot is up and missing. And College of Idaho has won the national title in Kansas City. Congratulations to the College of Idaho Coyotes. 36-game win streak to finish out oh. the season. Oh, you Idaho native and your Coyotes. They uh, lost their first game and never lost again. Although, man, it was close those final two games. They mm. had 20-point leads in the second half. Take a guess uh, against the Ottawa College of Arizona mm-hmm. on Friday night. How many times Ottawa fouled in the second half? Uh I don't know. I didn't watch. So none? 30 times okay, in was, the second half alone, Ottawa I, College fouled. I, I went with one extreme over the <laughs> other. But. Um, College of Idaho only made 61% of their foul shots. A lot of those were front ends of one and one that mm. allowed College or the uh, College of Ottawa to get back in the game. And uh, College of Idaho was able to stuff a last-second three-pointer that would have uh, won the game. And then uh, they had a 20-point lead in the... Uh, not easy to stuff a three-pointer. No, a 30-point uh, lead, or 20-point lead in the second half of the uh, championship game, and uh, Indiana College came roaring back in that one, too, mm-hmm. as you just heard. So College of Idol for the first time since 1996 
when they were NAI Division Two, um, they've won a national championship. And they've been close year after year. Colby Blaine, by the way, congratulations, head coach, played at Boise High School and has just had a huge amount of success since he has got there. The unfortunate thing for the College of Idaho, um, graduation this year is going to take away um, nobody. <laughs> What a shame. Um, <laughs> no, that's unfortunately apparently for every other team in the in the division. Yeah, apparently the entire team is coming back. They have one senior um, who can have a super senior year, and he's mm-hmm. already announced that he's going to be coming back next year. So College of Idaho could be back in the national championship talk coming wow. up again next year. Other sports going on. Rick Worthington is here. Uh, big weekend uh, for sports. Big week continues. And then, of course, you have baseball getting underway later this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another big week. Uh, right now, this sports update is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda. By the way, thank you to Chef Wally. I went out there Friday, picked up um, some corned beef and cabbage soup to go. Maybe the best soup I've ever had in my life. And I, that's not hyperbole. I'm not blowing skirt any, up anybody's behind. Just absolutely fantastic way to was, celebrate St. Patty's Day. That was almost Jeff Caves-like. There. I'm, uh, not, yeah. I'm not blowing skirt up anyone's behind. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. Um, get out. If you want to find out, he's got soup every day. He makes it from scratch. He's already out there today. They open up for breakfast at uh, 7 a.m. this morning, and they'll be open till 2, as they are every day. Pork Belly and Cunham. For many, I understand it's all about Boise State men's basketball. And after they were swept out of the NCAA tournament last week, you may not have been paying much attention to what's been going on in the tournament. And if that is you, you have been missing some spectacular basketball. Games over the weekend were not just good, they were great. Michigan State defeated Marquette yesterday 69-60. That's a 7 seed advancing to the Sweet 16. Gonzaga is back in after they defeated TCU yesterday 84-81. UConn is in, beating St. Mary 70-55. Crichton, a sixth seed, defeated Baylor 85-76. Xavier moves on after they defeated Pitt yesterday 84-73. The Kentucky Wildcats were beaten by Kansas State. That was a good game, 75-69 there. Miami is in after they defeated Indiana 85-69. And the nine seed, Florida Atlantic, Beat Farley Dickinson. That was the 16th seed that won the other day, 78 to 70. So the Sweet 16 is now set. I don't know how your bracket looks, but mine is pretty much toast. In any case, more games begin again on Thursday and through the weekend. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
Kevin James right there on Encores. Uh, Kevin James, very funny guy. Mm -hmm. He is going to be here bringing his stand-up comedy to the Morrison Center coming up Wednesday night. If you'd like your tickets, we have them for you this morning. Chance for you to win Kevin James tickets coming up. Just be uh, ready to call. Don't call now. We'll give you a cue to call, and you'll call 208 336 3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. And uh, then you, too, will be able to uh, go to the uh, show coming up here on Wednesday night at the Morrison Center. By the way, in case you've never been to the Morrison Center, there is not a bad seat in that place. So, chance for you to get those. Uh, our phone lines are open for you yeah, also they, uh, to talk they, with they, us today. They, they cleverly built it so you could see the stage from everywhere. Which is not the case with every place that you go to uh, see concerts. I, was, and I used to love going to the old baseball parks where there would be a, a big post between you and the home plate. <laughs> right right in the middle. Hey, can you move uh, around that post so I can see it a little bit better? You ever wonder why that, you know, uh, that uh, seat that you're in was about $3 cheaper than all the others? <laughs> Um, anyway, phone lines are also open if you want to get through and take part in the show. That's always encouraged. You can also email us, Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Stock futures uh, on the Dow right now are up 30 points. Uh, there was some good news overnight. Credit Suisse, who was in trouble and received uh, about $30 billion from the uh, Swiss government to uh, help sway fears that uh, the bank would collapse uh, got even more help as uh, UBS Bank bought out Credit Suisse did they really yeah so UBS has taken over Credit Suisse and that was hopefully supposed to uh, you know help with fears uh, in the stock market however it didn't do any good for shares of Credit Suisse or UBS as they both plunged <laughs> after it was announced uh, that they would take over uh, the uh, yeah I think we've uh, the bank determined in the past couple of weeks that the stock price uh, for a bank is not really necessarily uh, indicative of, of how the bank is doing right now yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that, see how that's going to affect the uh, other banks. And also, we've seen a huge, massive sell-off of bank stocks over the last week because of all the banking problems that we've seen that uh, have kind of started with Silicon Valley Bank and then Signature Bank of Manhattan. And now it's hit other banks in the banking industry. So we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here in about 45 minutes uh, about what's going to be going on and what to look forward to this week in the uh, stock market. But as of right now, uh, just slightly up on... Uh, all three of the indexes, uh, NASDAQ is down just a tad this morning, but Jeremiah Bates will be with us in 45 minutes. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642, good morning. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be a part of the show. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700. Toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. You can hit pound 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone. Remember, you can email us too. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, some information to pass along for those of you who uh, may be uh, in search of a job or potential career. Employers from all types of industries will be looking for workers at a hiring event coming up this week, this Wednesday, from 1 to 4 p.m. will be held at the Cole and Eustick branch of the Boise Public Library. 
the library still be there? No, this is Boise. Yeah, this is yeah. Meridian. Uh, Hiring events are so much <laughs> more fun than, than firing events. 7557 West Eustick Road is where the library is. Uh, some of the participating employers, Ada County Sheriff's Office, Anderson Merchandisers, Boise State University, City of Boise. Uh, you've got uh, Norco, Transportation Security Administration, Treasure Valley YMCA, many, many more. It's recommended that if you're interested, bring a resume. Get ready to talk about different job opportunities what your skills are, and the qualification that employers are seeking to see if you would be a good fit. Once again, this is Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 22nd, 1 until 4 o'clock. If you need uh, tips for writing resumes, completing applications, you can check out the labor website at Idaho, labor, or sorry, labor.idaho.gov. That's labor.idaho.gov. There you go. Hmm. Should be fun. Might want to go find out. Maybe they pay more than you and I get paid <laughs> If they don't, you know, good luck to them. Coming up for you uh, also this morning, uh, invite you to stick around. Well, we invite you to stick around for the whole show for crying out loud. Number one, we have tickets uh, on the way to uh, see Kevin James this Wednesday night at uh, Morrison Center. So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, We also have coming up here at about 735 this morning, spokesperson for the Concerned Citizens of Meridian who have uh, filed a petition to dissolve the... uh, Meridian Library District. That meeting will be going on, by the way, tonight to decide whether or not, I believe, and we'll get um, guidance on this, I believe is, is this will be to figure out if this will be put on the ballot in November to put up for a vote to dissolve the district. I think that's just the way this the, works. Just for the city of, uh, of Meridian. Meridian? Yeah. So we'll find out the uh, details from that side uh, on whether or not that might be happening tonight, what they're looking for. Michael Hahn, who is a spokesperson for Concerned Citizens of Idaho, will be uh, in here to uh, give us details. That'll be coming up here at about 7.35 this morning if you want to tune in. Just make sure you stick around. Right now, let's get another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna. Reworking of the entire menu, Chef Wally. The uh, consultant, culinary consultant, is uh, busy doing that. Should have the new menu all set and ready to go. Make sure you follow them on Facebook, by the way. You can get uh, weekly specials if you follow them on social media. Get in for breakfast, lunch, or brunch every day. They're open 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pork Belly and Cuna. Good morning. Got to give it up to the College of Idaho today. As you may have heard during our newscasts today, that the Yotes have won the national championship in the NAIA after they defeated Indiana Tech over the weekend by a score of 73-71. to And with that, the Yotes finished their season with a record of 35-1. and Now here's the thing, they rattled off 35 consecutive wins to get themselves to that national championship. And really, I mean, this is a remarkable feat. The second national title in program history for the Yotes, and they did it with a little defense at the end of the game. Now, for Indiana Tech, they finished their season with a record of 35-1, and and it was their 14th appearance in the NAIA Men's Basketball Tournament. By the way, the game did air on ESPN3, so some people in the area did get an opportunity to watch the game remotely. CFI came out of the gates hot with a 21-6 run in the first eight minutes of the game. They led by 19 points at half, Indiana Tech never led during the game while College of Idaho was led by as many as 23 points. But they did make a hard charge towards the end of the game. And again, defense sealed it up for the Yotes, 
who again finished the season 35-1, and having lost their first game of the year and then 35 consecutive wins to take home the title. I'm Rick Worthington. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.58, it is 42 degrees in downtown Boise, rainy across the Treasure Valley, as you heard there, and going to be running into some snow if you head to uh, some of the higher elevations. You might want to check out those road reports before you take off. Coming up here for you this morning, a couple chances for you to win. We've got Kevin James bringing a stand-up show to the Morrison Center coming up Wednesday night. We have tickets to that to give away, so lock in your speed dial for your chance to win at 208-336-3700. Also, uh, we have a... gift certificate for some uh, great food, if you want to win. Coming up here for you this morning, too, with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Uh, The gift certificate, good for the brunchettes. Any one of the brunchettes, by the way, uh, you can use this $50 gift certificate for coming up this morning. Our question uh, is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network, offices across the Treasure Valley, Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, Ontario, and then also into Sun Valley. And Idaho Falls, call today for any needs at 208-888-4128. Our question today, there are a number of presidents who are considered musical and continued to be musical while they were president. This president, however, is widely considered the most musical president in history because of how much much time he spent playing his musical instrument while he was in the White House. Which president is it? By the way, just to give you a hint for you early morning risers, he spent about two hours per day playing his instrument. Could you imagine a president doing that? What? He he doesn't he has that much time to not run the country? <laughs> if you know the answer, stick around after eight. We'll give you a chance to get that uh, fifty dollar gift certificate to any one of the brunchettes with Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. It's going to be unprecedented, of course, but every white-collar criminal defendant in New York is given the chance to surrender, come in, be photographed, be fingerprinted. Of course, Trump is unlike any other criminal defendant because his surrender would have to be coordinated with the U.S. Secret Service. So far, we're told the DA's office has given the agency no indication or notice that an indictment is coming. However, I'm told the courts and the police are starting to talk about security, especially because Trump is talking about protest. The grand jury today is expected to hear from a new witness, Bob Costello, an attorney and longtime Trump ally who used to represent Michael Cohen. And in a letter to prosecutors obtained by ABC News, Trump's legal team asked for Costello to be allowed to testify, we're told, because they said that Cohen once told Costello that Trump committed no crime. Cohen told us he has been asked to be on standby for possible rebuttal testimony. So that's going on uh, today, uh, apparently, and Trump, over the weekend, said he expects to be arrested tomorrow. If you were the, uh, I mean, and, and he called for protests, but but if you were the, uh, if if you were the district attorney in this particular case, would you not like postpone it for a month, just like let everybody get all excited and then have nothing happen? 
I don't know if they can, based on some of the uh, rumors that are out right mm-hmm. now. Some of the... Uh, well, you heard the official from the, the Secret Service. They said they would have to be identified. Yeah. Or they would have to be contacted if uh, uh, this were to happen, and nobody has said a thing yet. It's like the day before it's supposed to happen. So I don't know if it's going to be happening tomorrow or not. As you just heard there, apparently... And I don't know how we know this because grand juries are supposed to be secret, but apparently there's supposed to be a secret witness that is going to be interviewed as of today. And grand juries only meet for yeah. three hours. Say, aren't they all secret witnesses, if that's the case? On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. So if they can't get everything done in the three hours today, then nothing will happen anyway by tomorrow because they would have to continue um the grand jury testimony into Wednesday. Like I said, they only they only meet for three hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, there are all sorts of conspiracy theories that are coming out in this, and it's absolutely amazing to listen to some of these. Um, conspiracy theories that this was done to make it so that Trump cannot run for president. Conspiracy theories from the other side saying, no, they're doing this because they want Trump to win or run for president because polls show that Biden can beat Trump but cannot beat um, Governor uh, DeSantis of Florida. So they don't want DeSantis running. They want Trump running. So they're doing it specifically for that reason to grill up support for President Trump because some people believe this will make him even stronger and get more political backing because they believe this is all a political hit job and not actually something that is specifically done because he broke the law. So unintended backlash. Unintended, and I don't know what to believe because I've heard so many conspiracy theories. Now, the the one conspiracy theory, according to uh, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, um, this would not stop Donald Trump from running for president. Take a listen to what he had to say this weekend. Criminal prosecution. But I have to tell you, even if he is indicted, he will be indicted. In New York, you can indict a ham sandwich. Um, and uh, <laughs> in New York City, you can convict a ham sandwich because the jury pool is so unfair. But if he is indicted, even if he's convicted, he can run for president. There are only three criteria in the Constitution. Congress can't change. Three criteria is 35. He's 35. The second criteria is he didn't fight in the Civil War, and I don't think it can be proved that he actually fought for the South in the Civil War. (laughs) The third is the most troubling for him. He has to have been born in the United States. And after what he said about Barack Obama lied about him not being born in the United States, it might come back to haunt him because they were both born on islands outside of the United States. So Barack Obama was born in Hawaii, and Donald Trump was born on Long Island. So... Maybe there is a plausible claim that he wasn't born in the United States. Obviously, I'm joking. (laughs) And those three criteria are clearly met. And he can run for president from prison. He could even serve as president from prison. Wow. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, That was great. He had to to explain, just for those of you who don't know, that Hawaii and Long Island are part of the U.S. (laughs) It it is interesting that, you know... uh, if he is elected, he could be run, he could be president from prison. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, I was going to say that, that you know, if if they're just trying to prevent him from running for president, this doesn't do it. 
Uh, Matt writes in, wait, Trump sued Stormy Daniels and won. Stormy's lawyer is now in prison for fraud and extortion. Do I have that right? And Trump is the one getting indicted? By the way, Bill Clinton paid Paula Jones $850,000 and no one cared. No, he got impeached for uh, lying. He, he didn't get charged. He got a, Well, he got impeached for lying about yeah. it. Um, well, he he got impeached. It, it wasn't didn't pass the Senate. So just like Bill Clinton, or I mean, yeah. just like um, President Trump, Trump was in, impeached twice, but it never went anywhere. Yeah, because it's the House that impeaches you, and yeah. it's the Senate that decides whether it's uh, uh, you know something you should be kicked out of office for. And they've never actually kicked anyone out of office. And by the way, the claims here are that, and this is where it's going to be hard to prove. The claims are that President Trump played, paid the hush money to try and influence the election. I, I, I don't know how yeah, you're, no, going, you're going to prove that he was influencing think, the election. By I don't think you're going to be able to prove that. And, and the reason I, I say that is because if, if, he, uh, if, if somebody comes up with something that you think would stop a candidate in his tracks, Trump just says, no, that isn't true. And just goes on. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, why would he spend so much time on this one thing instead of just saying, nope, no truth to it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that is going to be. I mean, paying hush money is not illegal. I mean, look at Tiger Woods is being sued right now because he paid hush money to his um, ex-girlfriend. Basically, it's basically paying money so that you can't publicly talk, publicly talk mm-hmm. about your relationship. And... It's it's not against the law to do that. However, if they can prove that he was trying to influence the election, okay. Yeah, like if you and I signed a, a contract, even for work, confidentiality, and, and yeah. they said, "Here are some things you can't tell anybody." We can't tell anybody. Yeah. So that that's what the uh, argument here is. And, and and if you want to take that argument one step further into Joe Biden, didn't the same thing happen with the Hunter Biden computer? I don't know, but it's a good question to ask. We'll talk a little bit more about this. That just gives you an idea of what's going to be going on today and tomorrow as we keep an eye on this. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone numbers to get through. If you want to email us right now, you can. Mike at KBUI.com, Chris at KBUI.com, or you can text us. Same as our main number. Right now, it's time for another check on what's going on with sports again. This morning brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna, the place to go every day. If you want deliciousness, by the way, uh, Chris, you might need to try this the very next time. Um, their chicken fried steak, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, get in and try their chicken fried steak. Most of it, uh, not very thick chicken fried. This is like a half an inch thick. Um, yeah, so Rick was the first one that said it was the best. Yeah, ever had. It, it was really good. So get in today. Try that out. Biscuits, uh, gravy, and a whole lot more. All at Pork Belly in Cuna. Good morning. For those that aren't into basketball, maybe baseball could help you get through the weekend. The World Baseball Classic has really been a ton of fun to watch. It's fun for the guys that are involved. It's fun for the countries that are involved. And Team USA is not disappointing right now. At the bottom of a billion-dollar lineup for Team USA and a 14-2 thumping of Cuba on Sunday, the number 9 hitter in the lineup is Trey Turner. And just to be clear, he is not your typical 9 hitter in the lineup, right? But the shellacking that the U.S. put on Canada in front of a very, very good-sized crowd 
at Lone Depot Park concluded with a wild 24 hours in which Turner hit a tournament-saving Grand Slam to beat Venezuela in the quarterfinals and followed with two more home runs last night in the semifinal game. The USA will face the winner of Japan and Mexico. They play at 7 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time. So that's 5 o'clock here in the in the mountain time zone. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of fun. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Pete Alonzo, Will Smith, Kyle Schwarber, Nolan Ariendo. I mean, these guys have been playing their minds out and having a great time in the process. So once again, Team USA will play the winner of today's game between Japan and Mexico. And that looks to be a lot of fun. I'm Rick Worthington. For the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us once again for a Monday morning. And we're talking more about the same subject that we have been talking about for the last week or so. And that is more banking news. And there was big banking news that broke overnight. Yeah, some big news. Yeah, UBS has agreed to buy Credit Suisse in a $3.2 billion all-share deal. So really what this is, again, is you're having bigger institutions come in and lend a hand. We saw this uh, here in the United States where you had the, those 11 banks lending a hand to those smaller regional banks. Apparently over the weekend, you had some conversations with Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, and, and kind of his take on the financial sector, and maybe he would be an investor in there. More news to come from that. But bottom line is this Credit Suisse issue or the the waves that this made last week should be put to bed. As a depositor, at least as far as the, the outlook for the viability of that bank, well, you have another huge player of UBS coming in, and, and it was basically a forced merger, if, I mean, bottom line. But at the end of the day, as a depositor and looking at the idiosyncratic risk, meaning just this all being distilled down the Credit Suisse, that has put the bed for depositors and the future viability of that bank. Now, if you are an investor in this financial space, there's still some volatility, so there's still some uncertainties out there. Just because this merger happened, uh, UBS stock is not particularly faring well, at least in the short term. We'll see how things shake out in the midterm and the long term. Futures are basically flat. I anticipate that to be the case for today and tomorrow until we get the Federal Reserve meeting, their rate decision, which will be released on Wednesday. All right. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on the stock market here. Looking like the Dow is going to be opening up about 80 points to good here in a few minutes. Get an update from you in about an hour and then talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 739, thanks for listening in. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us, Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. 80 County Board of Commissioners is going to be holding a public hearing on the petition to dissolve the Meridian Library District. That uh, meeting is going to happen tonight. Well, it's going to begin tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, could be going a lot longer. Uh, 80 County Commissioner Rod Beck says it will. they will take testimony for as long as it takes 
even if that goes uh, on into uh, another meeting on Wednesday. With us the this morning from Concerned Citizens of Meridian, who brought forward the petition. We have a spokesperson in with us. Mike Hahn, thanks for coming in and uh, explaining to us what you are hoping to accomplish uh, in this. First of all, let, let's start out with the uh, petition and give us why this all started and what you hope to accomplish. Well, this really all started uh, probably 18 months ago. Uh, we, as a group, have been attending the trustee meetings at the Meridian Library and asking them about this uh, you know, sexually explicit material that they have and just asking, hey, is there any way that we can you know, have a system or some indication in place that would allow parents to know what is in these books? Because a lot of them are, are frankly, as you can see, are targeted towards small children. Uh, and the consistent answer over that last 18 months uh, is basically, no, we're not going to do anything. It uh, infringes on First Amendment rights, and that's a patently false statement. There are two Supreme Court cases that basically say that uh, disseminating sexually explicit material to minors is not covered by the uh, the First Amendment. So Their, their opinion, then, is if you... If you're a parent, you want to know what's in the books. You just have to read them yourself, I guess. Right. Uh, so the problem with that is that you know parents are busy putting gas in the car. They're pretty. <laughs> they're bit pretty. They're putting food on the table. And now what they're saying is that well, they've always said that the library is a safe space, right? And if this material is being peppered all over the place, then it's not a safe space because parents now have to have to follow their kids around like a hawk to see what they're touching and what they're looking at. So, and, and I want to correct you, Mike. Tonight, the the Ada County commissioners are not voting on whether to dissolve the library. They're voting on whether to put our petition initiative to a vote by the people of Meridian. And it's we're just exercising our democratic process, and it's part of the process to reestablish our library district with a set of trustees that um, reflect community standards. If that uh, vote does happen, would that be a part of the uh, upcoming election in November? Would that go on the ballot? Uh, it would be actually be in the, and a lot of people don't even know this, there's an August ballot uh, that usually uh, you have tax levies and stuff like that that end up on the August ballot and nobody pays attention. But the the next available ballot would actually be August, not November. People might be paying attention this August then. Maybe. <laughs> um, let's get to some of uh, some possible misinformation uh, out there then, um, because a lot of people are claiming that you and your group want to ban these books from the library, and that apparently is not the case, right? No, we've never, ever asked to ban or censor books. All we've asked the library to do is come up with a system to make parents aware that some of these books contain this material. I mean, they have a tax levy. Uh, this last year's tax levy is $9 million. Do you think that would be enough to come up with a system to, to indicate that? What would a uh, system look like um, that you your group would think would be a good system in place? Would it, would it be putting the books, say, behind the counter and saying these can only be checked out if you're with a gar uh, guardian or parent or something else? Well, that's one option. You can always you know put a book jacket on these things that say it may contain sexually explicit material that is harmful to minors. It's pretty simple. Or even put it on uh, their website when you look up a book. There's a little red flag there, and, and that's pretty uh, – my perspective is 
that's pretty easy to implement. But they dig their heels in and they, you know, come up with these statements. Like, for instance, one of the library trustees in front of our state legislators last week claimed that this material doesn't exist at the library or any Idaho library because they utilize a uh, some legal uh, mumbo-jumbo to hide behind uh, to obfuscate the truth. And they, they know they have a problem. As a matter of fact, the board chairman of the library uh, admitted uh, at a February meeting this year that if the, one of these bills pass, they will have to change the way they do business. They will have to change some processes. So that's a clear admission that they have this. So that's number one is they have it. And number two, they know it's a problem. What you're asking for then is what they've done with TV shows in the last couple of decades, what they did with record albums in the 80s and what they did with movies back in the 60s is simply to put a, a rating on them to distinguish what's adult from, from what's uh, more like you know family or kids. Yes, that, that's it. That's all we're asking is that there's a way for parents to know uh, that these books um, have this material. So, What do you expect uh, at the meeting tonight? Well, uh, I expect that uh, the Ada County Commissioners will hear our case. Uh, they have an opportunity to present their case. There will be a lot of, uh, I assume, testimony. And if it reflects anything like what happened at the last, uh, at the August 2022 meeting that we had at the library, there'll be a lot of people there screaming, yelling, uh, screaming and yelling about things that have nothing to do with what we're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, a lot of obfuscation, a lot of uh, don't look here. Uh, but I think that at the end of the day that the commissioners, you know, will will see the truth that this material exists and that we've been working with, trying to work with these trustees for a long time. And they just basically consistently say no. Uh, if you agree with them, everything's all fine and dandy. But once you disagree, they shut you down, which they have. We're talking with Mike Hahn. He is a spokesperson in for uh, Concerned Citizens of Meridian. Uh, there is a uh, hearing going on, public hearing tonight, by the way. Um, and you're invited to attend. If you don't uh, want to attend, it'll also be uh, live stream on uh, YouTube, from what I understand. Gets underway at 6 o'clock tonight. Need to take a break. We've got more on the way here with uh, Mike Hahn next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And we are talking with Mike Hahn of Concerned Citizens of Meridian. Ada County Board of Commissioners will hold a public hearing on the petition to dissolve the Meridian Library District uh, tonight at 6 p.m. And uh, specifically, uh, it's not on whether or not to dissolve it, but whether or not to take up a vote, which, which happened uh, in uh, August. I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are, um, because, I mean, we've seen a lot of of opposition both ways on this. Um, as far as your opponents are concerned, do they have any valid points, in well, your opinion? Well, you know, when, when you're hitting the truth is when they start calling you names. So we've been called Christian nationalists. We've been called right-wing extremists. Uh, we've been even called paper terrorists. And I'm not going to get into where that comes from. But uh, what, they're, what the library director and the library trustees are now propagating is that, number one, that there is no, there is no obscene uh, or sexually explicit material at the library. And, and that's patently false. 
So whenever you get close to the truth, close to actuality, they start obfuscating by coming up with these um, these statements. They are also this weekend we noticed hand, they were handing out flyers. I don't know who was, but and you're not supposed to do this in front of the library, but they were handing out flyers that just basically said extremists want to dissolve the library, and that is so far from the truth. We want to help reestablish this library with trustee board that is uh, in line with community standards. In this meeting tonight, our petition our petition initiative is just one step in the process, and, and it's and it's all in accordance with. A democratic process. It's all accordance with the law. So, you know, we're not doing anything that is not available to the um, to the citizen uh, because the these elected trustees who continue to take our taxpayer dollars just have a dis, have a disdain and disregard for what we say. So, what you want to do is not get rid of the library, but maybe maybe reorganize the system and, and possibly the leadership. Right. Correct. Okay. I mean, we we love the library. We love it. But, you know, we, we need it in the community. We don't want to get rid of it, but it's them. It's these trustees that are in control that want to protect the institution versus protecting our children. Once again, uh, and for people who might be just tuning in right now or for people who may have missed it, because even even in listening to this story and seeing some of the stories that came out, um, over the last month or so after the petition was filed, even, even I was like, oh wow, it looks like they want to get rid of these books or at the very least have these books put behind the librarian's shelves where they can't be checked out unless there is a guardian or parent there. And that, that isn't even true, correct? Well, what, again, what we want parents to know is that this material exists. And it may be in some of these books that your children are grabbing off the shelf that are accessible to minors without parental consent. And we want some system in place that will will indicate that, whether it's a book jacket or something online that says, hey, this might contain some material that's objectionable to your child. We've had parents who, uh, who've come to us and say, yeah, my kid got this actually delivered to their house started flipping through it, and there's some pretty nasty stuff in some of these books. So it is as simple as if, if there were book jackets, if the, if the library all of a sudden said, all right, we, we agree with you, maybe we were wrong, we're going to put book jackets and all these things, these, these books that are offensive, that you find offensive, that, would that be enough to end the petition, or would you want to still want to go forward with it? Well, I mean, to date, they, they are now taking the tact of this, this material doesn't even exist. Right. Right. So to me, that means that they they know it exists and they don't want to work with us. As long as you agree with them on everything, it's it's fine and dandy. But once you come up with uh, uh, issues that they don't want to hear about, you know, they shut you down. As a matter of fact, since November of 2022 uh, at the Meridian Library trustee meetings, there is no public discourse. They have shut that down completely. That's that's taxation without representation. Mike Hahn, Concerned Citizens of Meridian, thanks for taking some time uh, coming in with us, uh, giving your position. Once again, 80 County Board of Commissioners holding their public hearing. It's coming up tonight at uh, 6 p.m. Um, where's that going to be happening? That is at the Ada County Courthouse, and all they're doing tonight is listening to evidence from both sides to determine whether they should put it on the next available ballot. And that's all all we're asking for. All right. Thank you very much for coming in this morning. Much appreciated. KBY Newstime, 756. If you want to weigh in, here's your chance. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com.
Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.07, good news for uh, stock market this morning. It was up just uh, like 80 on the Dow before the uh, opening. Now up over 300 points, 328 points. Uh, and uh, in the green across the uh, board this morning. Again, what are they trying to pull? <laughs> I saw uh, one of the uh, headlines across on uh, Fox Business News here a little while ago saying that the uh, banking bad news means the end of the bear market, which, which seems weird to me that banks going under left and right over the last week and the possibility of uh, more. I know Republic Bank is said yeah. to be in trouble. That that means that that's the end of the bear market when you start to see bad news like that? It just goes to prove I still don't understand the stock market. I think you're right up there with uh, 99% Everybody. of you know <laughs> everyone. Right. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is uh, Bronco Monday today. Uh, Bob Beeler will be in, in with us. This will be the, uh, by the way, final Bronco Monday until football starts yeah. in the fall. So basketball for Boise State is over. By the way, we haven't paid a lot of attention to it. The uh, Boise State football team has been practicing they are on, uh, I think, spring break as of right now. Uh, April 8th is the uh, date of their scrimmage. So there is some football news that is happening, and we could start getting uh, in, in yeah, wishing for the football fewer, season. To get fewer underway. than three weeks away. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Bronco Monday, we'll be talking about uh, the basketball team this morning, NCAA basketball tournament, Boise State's loss. Um, they now hold the record. Not a good record, by the way. 0-9 in history. More losses without a win than any team in NCAA history, unfortunately. Really? Yep. Did not know that. 0-9. But they keep getting there. And you have to mm-hmm. get there if you're going to break that streak. So uh, hopefully they can rebuild and uh, like get North- another chance getting back. <laughs> it was like the Northwestern. You know, the stories about them before yeah. they played Boise State. Uh, they were talking about the fact that this was only their second time I think in the yeah. NCAA tournament. 2017 was the first time, yeah, because you know they're in a they're in a conference that has well traditionally Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, all teams that have won the national championship. Uh, but along with Purdue, Wisconsin also has won a national championship. Minnesota has been good for years, yeah. And then there was Northwestern. So Boise State has a lot to be proud of. It's just. Eh. It's maddening to sit there and see, you know, their loss last week and see people. This is why Leon Rice needs to be fired. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. You know nothing about basketball. Yes, he's been, he's been to the NCAA tournament four times in the time he has been coaching. Mm-hmm. In the previous entire time Boise State has been in existence, Boise State has only been there five times. That's the George Steinbrenner way that uh... – if you uh, have a, a manager that wins a record number of games and then gets into the World Series and loses the World Series, you fire him because he didn't win the World <laughs> Series. And then the next year, you win 70 games. What happened? I, I don't know. Uh, the other thing that's been going on is the um, World Baseball Tournament going on um, for the past couple of weeks. We talked a little bit about it 
last week when uh, one of the closers, what the best closer in baseball of last year, uh, got hurt um, when he was uh, pitching in the team one it's from the Dominican Republic, and they were mm-hmm. celebrating on the mound, and apparently he tore an ACL and will now be out for the rest of the season. And people are saying, you know, why do we allow these people to play meaningless games um, before yeah, the and- <laughs> These are anything, but I mean, if you watch them, they're anything but meaningless. Here, take a listen. If, if, let's see if you think this is uh, meaning, meaningless. Uh, this is Trey Turner hitting a go-ahead grand slam uh, in the eighth inning to beat Nicaragua over the weekend. T- take a listen. See if this sounds meaningless to you. O two, Turner to left field. Does that see for the rest of the world who thinks the the World Cup, uh, be it soccer or rugby, is you know like the most important thing in the world? Uh, to them, this baseball classic is just about the most important thing in the world too. Right now, did that sound like it's it, a game that doesn't matter? You heard the crowd. That's, Trey, that sounded very much like a World Series Game Seven crowd. Yeah, at Trey, home. Trey Turner, by the way, um, who has played for the Dodgers. And has been in World Series, says that is one of the most exciting mm-hmm. things that he has ever happened in his career. He was on the 2019 Washington Nationals as well. Yeah. so Before they decided to trade every one of their good players. Yeah. So it's just, it's just funny to hear people say, these games don't matter. Well, you know, to the countries that are playing in it, some of the most important games that they will play ever because they're playing against the rest of the world in, in, that's a team from the United yeah. States, too, considered to be the best baseball league and Edwin, in the world. Edwin Diaz, you know, he's from Puerto Rico. He wanted to play for Puerto Rico in this classic. He did. He, he shut out a game, and then, unfortunately, when they were celebrating, he got hurt, which has been known to happen. And it could have happened in, you know, celebrating in a game, possibly played in uh, for the New York Mets, too. Mm-hmm. You just, you, I mean, people get hurt during the season all the time, so uh, I don't necessarily can go with the feeling of, hey, these are meaningless games. I might feel differently if Julio Rodriguez might have got hurt for the Seattle Mariners. By the way... Or, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> or if, or if uh, Edwin Diaz still played for the Mariners. Yeah, if he, if he still played for the Mariners. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, this is uh, continuing uh, some of the most exciting sports weeks uh, for American sports fans. You have uh, basketball. Gonzaga, by the way, won last night, in case you missed that late-night game. Gonzaga won, but there were a lot of losers in that game. I don't know if you watched the final seconds of that game. I did not. I didn't see it. Uh, so Gonzaga e- easily won and it, in the second half. I mean, I wouldn't say it was an easy win. It was a hard-fought win. It was back and forth, but they uh, were up by five points. So there's no way they could lose with like three seconds left to go in the game. Uh, however, one of the uh, players shot a meaningless half-court shot that went in. Gonzaga was favored by four and a half. Instead of winning by five, they uh, won by only two, which if you had Gonzaga and the points, you lost out big time, even though you (laughs) thought for sure with less than three seconds left you were going to win. No, they shot a half-court shot shot to just 
completely annihilate those betters who had bet Gonzaga mm-hmm. in the points yesterday. So uh, one of the bad beats of ever, the uh, weekend tournament. You ever hear a guy explain that he became a billionaire betting on uh, sports? Uh, no. Now, I've heard billionaires make even more money by betting on sports, and we talk about him quite a bit. And he still, by the way, could win millions of dollars. Oh, the guy in Mattress uh, Mac took Houston. Houston. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning of the season, he took Houston to win it all. Well, he could win millions of dollars, they, and he, they're in the Sweet 16. They are uh, among the two number one seeds that are still, that are still left. Yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, $50 gift certificate for the Brunchettes could be yours with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That's right after Bronco Sports today. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, once again, it is our damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network. Call today for real estate needs at 208 888-4128. Not just call today, you can call anytime. All right, our question today, Ellen is going to get first crack at it. Ellen, there are a number of presidents who are considered musical and continue to be musical while they were president. But this president is widely considered to be the most musical president ever because of how much time he spent playing his musical instrument while in the White House. Ellen, which president is it? Well, I know he played a lot of instruments. Um, I'm going to say Richard Nixon. That's a very good guess, but that is not it. Yeah, Nixon did play five instruments, but he didn't practice two hours every day in the White House. Joyce. Oh, Joyce uh, was apparently going to answer that with uh, Nixon also because Joyce just hung up. Uh, Ryan. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Most musical president ever in the White House. Considered the most musical. Who is it? I'm going to guess Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Also not bad. He played the violin, but no. That is not it. Uh, Lyle, good morning. 208-336-3700. Lyle, who is the most musical president, considered the most musical president in history? Boy, I didn't know he practiced for two hours, but I came up with Warren G. Harding. That is that is not it. Again, not bad. Not he, a bad. He guess. was a, a musician. He played a lot of uh, brass instruments, but no, he didn't practice two hours a day. All right, thanks. All right, uh, News Talk KBY. Who's this? Jennifer. Jennifer. All right. Who is considered the most musical president ever? Was it Thomas Jefferson? You can't an- ask no, us. No. You have to tell us. But it's Thomas Jefferson is not it. Good guess, though. Again, he was a, a violinist. Uh, Carly. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Yes, I would say Harry Truman. Harry S. Truman! Harry Truman. Yes, it is! Harry S. Truman Yay! got up every morning for at 5 a.m. and practiced uh, two hours, a habit he kept well into his presidency, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, he was a classically because, trained pianist, by the way, and wanted to do that for a living. Because we didn't have the Internet yet. That's why he was allowed to practice two hours every morning. <laughs> if a president did that, could you imagine that now? Oh, what, he doesn't have enough to do that he can practice on the piano two hours every day? But yeah, but yeah Nixon, Nixon was a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, 
Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Carly. You've got a $50 gift certificate to the uh, brunchettes. You can use that. Either, either any one of them, you can use it at the Huck House brunchette. You can use it at Blue Bench brunchette or at brunchette on the lake in McCall. Congratulations. Hang on the line. We've got that to give away all this week. Um, so uh, keep listening in this morning. We have more winning. Kevin James, stand-up comedian. He's going to be uh, in uh, Boise, Morrison Center on Wednesday night. We've got a pair of tickets. We'll give those away before 10 o'clock. News is coming up next right after that. Bob Beeler, Bronco Monday on the way. This is Bronco Monday. Shaver, step back three. He got it. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Bob Beeler. 840. Bob Beeler with us once again. Unfortunately, uh, this will be the last time this spring probably that we're going to be talking about basketball unless news of recruits or something breaks but we were hoping that we were going to be continuing to talk into the sweet 16 fingers crossed but unfortunately the uh tournament came to an end for boise states last week in a loss against northwestern 75 67 and and mike and and chris i'll I'll say this to mix basketball different to call than football you go to a bowl game i guess unless you're in the national semifinals where there's possibly a second game but every other bowl game you'd be in, you know heading into that game, it's going to be the last game of the season. Yeah. Whether you win 50 to nothing or lose 50 to nothing, <laughs> it's going to be the last game of the season. When you call basketball and you get into either the conference tournament, if you are not going to go to the postseason, or any of the postseason tournaments, you know, the NCAA, NIT, CBI, whatever, whatever the tournaments yeah. are, if you lose, your season's over. So you don't know before the game starts, and it just feels like when the game is over and you lose in basketball, like somebody pops a balloon yeah. on you, because you're all hoping that you know the, right. that's not the last game. So uh, never can get over the hump. I mean, that was the problem. I mean, Northwestern, we have not played, in my opinion, watching the games this year, a team that had two better guards together. A lot of teams had one really good guard, and Boise State did a nice job of defending. <laughs> and they really defending. had three good guards. In. I mean, what they all three scored? Well, you know, Bar- Barry digits, scored, yeah. but Barry doesn't handle. Barry they yeah. let open and hit hit yeah. a few threes. But Adij and then Bowie, and Bowie was the guy they couldn't take Bowie on the dribble. Could, yeah, he was just too him. quick for anybody for Boise State. If he got a step on you around the corner, he was going to take it to the basket. But you know that's why the two of them were all Big Ten. Bowie was first team, and I was Audish was second team. After we talked, you know, last week about his name, I was I was waiting for you to say his name, but you kept saying it over and over <laughs> because he just kept making points. Yeah, Boo Bowie. Uh, yeah, and then they their game with UCLA on Saturday reminded me a heck of a lot of our game with them on Thursday in that they hung in there, they played pretty well, and then just could never get over the hump. They couldn't get tied, and they couldn't they couldn't yeah. get ahead against UCLA. Yeah. And, and that was the story with with Boise State. They got tied once at forty, and then they you know you know got within two a couple of times. They had an and every time, every time they got time, it yeah. to two, they got it back to five or six. You know, yeah. Um, it was it was a great game, and I thought Boise State played really well. I think that they just ran into a, a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you know you can really fault anything that Boise State. You know, the glaring weakness or, or something that they did badly. Uh, it was just that Northwestern on that particular day was a better team and had answers for everything the Boise State yeah. did. And then with 233 to go, they'd gotten it within three. And this is in the first half when Shaber goes down with the ankle injury. That's, that I, I thought bad. for sure he yeah. was lost for the rest of the game. Yeah. He did not come back with the team at the very beginning when they started the warmups in the right. second half. And we think, okay. 
Abe and I are looking and say, well, he's probably still in the locker room. And then he was the last person out of the locker room, did not start the second half, but got in quickly. And to be honest, you wouldn't have known watching him play. You would not have known. And you you might have thought, well, had that not been the last game, you know, his last game total, Mm. maybe he might have sat out that second half, Mm. but no, this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was a regular season game, certainly if it was a non-conference game, you probably would have. But just, you know, watching the game, you couldn't have him out of the game. I mean, the starters yeah, all played over 30 as, minutes. As soon as I saw that and they helped him off the court, I go, that's going to be bad for the second half. Um, but uh, kudos to him. I don't know if he could have played the next game because as someone, and I don't know if you've ever sprained your ankle really badly, right after you sprain it, I mean, it hurts immediately, like horribly. Yeah. As you could tell, he was in a massive amount of pain. But then it, it doesn't hurt that much until the next day, yeah. the day after that. Well, um, we'll never know, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> but uh, it looked pretty serious when, when he went down. So I was kind of surprised that he did come back. Um, you know, may, maybe you saw a little bit defensively that he wasn't able to play as good as he was in the first half. But offensively, yeah. um, he, he, after a little while, he was he was charging to the basket and had some really good makes. So. A great, great accomplishment for the team this year, 24-10 and 10 overall. Uh, second year in a row to the NCAA tournament, uh, fourth for Coach Rice. I, I and I, th- I thought this team exceeded everything I thought they were going to be capable of doing. I, I would agree with you hundred percent. And the improvement of Rice, especially in Smith, unbelievable. I mean, they were backups that averaged about four points a game, and they became quality starters. Smith uh, in that last six or seven minutes was an absolute beast. I love his game. A, I love watching him. He was a rebound machine. Man, yeah. he got rebounds and he had no reason for him to be able to get. And and Boise State stayed in the game because of that. They had in the game 20 offensive rebounds and because of that, mainly 15 of them came in the second half. They had a total of 38 shots they took in the second half compared to 23 for Northwestern. The percentage wasn't that good, but they they hung in there with volume because yeah. they got kept getting second and third yeah, chance. I wish the, I wish the percentage would have been about a forty percent. We could have seen a different game. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Uh, tell us, you know, the atmosphere and you being there. What was it like? Uh, that's a new arena. What was it? Oh, like? I love the arena. Uh, a much nicer arena than last year's arena in Portland. Now, of course, a lot newer. It was built. I think they said it was built for twenty seventeen season. So a uh, beautiful arena, not nearly as big as the arena in Portland. Or we went to the Dallas Mavericks when we were down at the bowl game. That's mm-hmm. an even bigger arena than the Portland arena. But uh, very nice, uh, great sight lines, great Boise State turnout. Interesting, they divide people at the sessions in quadrants. So the the Bronco fans were behind me, so I could just hear them. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't see them much because they were they were in the sections right. behind me and then there was another fan group that was to my right behind me, but they were directly behind me. And then uh, Northwestern and uh, UCLA fans were across, so I guess it would have been uh, uh, UCLA and UNC Asheville were the people. Boise State and UNC Asheville were mm-hmm. the people behind me in our session. But a lot of turnout, good turnout. And again, close, you know, relatively close, yeah. easy to get to Sacramento. Yeah. Um, we'll take a break here. It is Bronco Monday. When we come back, uh, we'll hear from the coach and the uh, players. More on Bronco Monday coming up. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco basketball. News Talk, KBOI. 849, Bob Beeler with us once again talking about the uh, latest game, the uh, NCAA tournament last week, Boise State Northwestern. All right, let's hear what uh, some of the guys said after the game, and this was in the 
press conference, and uh, Leon Rice was first asked about Marcus Shaver, who was injured, injured his ankle with 233 remaining in the first half, and then really gutted it out in the second half. And Shaver, of course, uh, Coach Rice had a lot of good things to say about Marcus. First of all, for the team, you know, he wanted to do it. He was hurting, and that was kind of devastating, and I feel awful for Shave. He's had, uh, for the numbers he was able to put up this year and the things he was, you know, he was able to do, and he wasn't able to really be himself. Yeah, he just kept, it was amazing how many, like, bad breaks like that he got throughout the year. It was crazy, and so, you know, you hate to see a senior have to go out that way, but he tried for these guys, and uh, you know, I mean, it, I know it's a bit of a miracle to get him back for the second half, to tell you the truth. But he wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna let that stop him. He was gonna try to be out there for these guys. But you know, I think the, like I said, the hardest thing for me is I've I know who Shave is, and I know how good he is, and. He, you know, not just tonight, but throughout the year, he's had that so many bad breaks that uh, he's got a lot of great breaks coming. I think so, but it makes you, you know, that's the only thing that that really makes you uh, that you have regrets about is that that poor kid. Because you know, we these guys have practiced with him, played with him over the years. They know like what a great shooter he is. What a you know. And he never really got to cut loose this year like we thought he really would because held back by a lot of that stuff. And then it kept re-injuring his ankle. And, and he, like I said, but it was credit to him, you know. He's courageous, he's tough, and he didn't want to let these guys down, us down. So uh, it's just unfortunate. It was unfortunate for Boise State. Uh, in the scene, this is Coach Rice at the press conference after the game. And then two players come in to represent Boise State, Najee Smith and Max Rice, and both of them share their thoughts on the end of the season. Um, you just kind of take a step back and take a breath and kind of just let it hit you for a second. I can probably, probably feel the same as Max, and it doesn't feel real yet. Still kind of processing all the emotions and kind of just having like plays in your head, playback of through the whole year. But you just got to reflect in a positive way and take what you can from it. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected us to be here, so um, I still think it was an amazing season. Obviously, we wanted to get our first win in the tournament, but they played good tonight. They, they played better than us tonight and made a bunch of big shots, um, but that doesn't take away from what we've done this year and um, and just as a whole what we did. So uh, I'm still really proud of my team and, and everything we've done. Coach Rice, Coach Rice was asked also about the depth. That was probably the biggest concern all season. Uh, Boise State's uh, five starters played over 30 minutes in the average per game, and this was his comment. Not to move on to next year's quite yet, but we will, you know, we got some great guys coming in. We got a terrific nucleus coming back, you know, you know, probably three all-league players coming back and and uh and then some great freshmen coming in, and there'll be some more. And uh, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna be pretty special, but that's for tomorrow. And looking at the next year, guys, uh, two freshmen for next season already committed. Boy, they sound like they're going to be pretty good. Chris Lockett Jr. He is from New Orleans, Louisiana. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Louisiana, averaging wow. sixteen oh, wow. points. Six rebounds, four assists, and a steal and a half. And Andrew Meadow from uh, Southern California, he was a player of the year in his 
league, and uh, his team was twenty nine and three, made it to the state playoffs. And what are, what positions are those to uh, play? I think Lockett is either a, a one or a two, and uh, uh, Meadow is probably either a three or a four. So uh, needed is a, a definitely a one point guard with Shaver leaving. Yeah. Although we do have Whiting coming in, they they still need some uh, depth at that position. Um, what do you think of the transfer portal? Uh, I, think any- the, I think the transfer portal is very active. <laughs> it just seems like there's a lot in there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up looking. I, I would think the shopping list would include a big guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, know, they could- I mean, I, they could have used Armouche if he had come back. <sighs> Instead, he decided to play professionally, and I, I think that you know Whiting is a good point guard, but I think you need two of them. I agree. Uh, it is interesting. B.J. Raines um, shared a tweet with somebody talking about depth and said uh, that, you know, if there wasn't a uh, scholarship for 12 coaches, son, we could have had more depth. <laughs> and it's like, that guy no. just sounds like, I mean, the, the, some of the tweets and social media posts out there, he is a second team all conference yeah. for crying out loud. He is not picking up a, no, a scholarship and, and you, from anybody. Every year he's improved, and uh, he will come back for the, the COVID season. So yeah, yeah. Rice is back, Degenhardt is back, Abbo's back, Whiting's back, and then I think the biggest question is who else that hasn't played much is going to take that step like Smith and Rice did last yeah. year. We'll take a break. One more uh, segment on the way. We'll look ahead to uh, what's coming up. Uh, there is football to talk about just a little bit this morning. We'll do that coming up next. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco basketball. News Talk KBOI. Well, the uh, thoughts and interest turn to uh, a little bit football now. Uh, Season coming up, of course, we're months away from that. However, uh, spring practice is already underway. And uh, the spring game? Set for Saturday, April the 8th, kicking off in the afternoon somewhere around 1.30. Of course, we'll have it right here on 670 KBOI. Uh, team takes this week off for spring break, so they've had about half of spring practice with half to go. Bob Beeler, thanks for a great season. You were great on the call all season long. Uh, fun to listen to. Appreciate you coming in every week. We'll talk to you next week for Bronco Tuesday, special session Monday on Bronco Tuesday. So uh, Our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We have Kevin James tickets coming up. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's going to be unprecedented, of course, but every white-collar criminal defendant in New York is given the chance to surrender, come in, be photographed, be fingerprinted. Of course, Trump is unlike any other criminal defendant because his surrender would have to be coordinated with the U.S. Secret Service. So far, we're told the DA's office has given the agency no indication or notice that an indictment is coming. However, I'm told the courts and the police are starting to talk about security, especially because Trump is talking about protest. The grand jury today is expected to hear from a new witness, Bob Costello, an attorney and longtime Trump ally who used to represent Michael Cohen. And in a letter to prosecutors obtained by ABC News, Trump's legal team asked for Costello to be allowed to testify, we're told, because they said that Cohen once told Costello that Trump committed no crime. Cohen told us he has been asked to be on standby for possible rebuttal testimony. This will be interesting to watch this week. Uh, we are hearing that uh, because of the testimony in the grand jury in New York today, that they aren't even close to 
being able to get an indictment for uh, Trump. So Trump on Truth Social said over the weekend that it looks like Tuesday he is going to be arrested. It would take some time once that indictment would come down to be able to do this, as you just heard. In to that, coordinate it with the yeah, Secret Service. Because they can't just come up and, and yeah. take Trump in. It would have to be coordinated. And- According to the Secret Service, they haven't done it as of this morning, so chances are it will not be happening tomorrow. Well, and it would be interesting, too, because I thought that over the weekend, it's like, wait, they, they would just come and arrest Trump, don't they usually, for, especially for cases like this, mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, you've been indicted, um, you need to come in by this date and surrender, and you go in and you have your preliminary hearing, and then you're either let loose. There's, there's talk that because of what happened on January 6th and the fact that Trump over the weekend said that because of this, people need to go out and protest, that people are saying, that that's inciting a riot. No, he said protest. Yeah, he didn't say riot. He didn't say riot. There, he didn't say go destroy there is anything. A, um, there, is, there is a difference There's between a, big a difference. protest and a riot, depending on how it's done. And calling for people to protest... Even if you just say protest, if if people then go in riot, he called for a protest, which, by the way, in case you forgot, is protected by mm-hmm. the Constitution. It is an American thing. Yeah. It's not against the law to say, hey, we need to get out and protest. Now, if he, he wants to get out and say, we need to go violently protest and and destroy things. That's a bit different. A little bit different. Has, that's, that's hasn't called, done that. That's called inciting a riot. So I don't know what's going to happen this week. I guess we'll find out for sure tomorrow um, if he is indicted. It's not. It's looking more and more like that might not happen. However, I mean, this is a an huge, huge deal if this does indeed end up happening. Well, and and like I said, if I were one of the prosecutors right now, I'd just be watching to see exactly how excited people are are going to get, but not even do it this week. It's interesting, the, the back and forth uh, uh, from both sides about what's happening. We're watching um, Michael Cohen right now, former legal, legal advisor, um, said that he's willing to appear before the grand jury. Um, so I don't know what. he He's already been to prison for yeah. some of this. Um, well, he facilitated the whole uh, Stormy Daniels uh, payoff Yeah, and then lied about it, and that's why he went to uh, to prison. So... Once again, the reason the reason that this is, in case you you don't know, because it's kind of confusing. It's like, all right, what are they, what are they going to charge him with? And it, because he made payoffs to Stormy Daniels to keep quiet about their alleged affair, which he says did not happen. Right. So what they're what they're trying to go after him for is that he made the payoffs specifically to try and keep that out of being news before the election because they feel that it was going to move the election. I don't it's going to be hard to prove that because he lost the election anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he tried I I guess I don't know how they proved that he was influencing the election by paying Stormy Daniels to well, keep quiet. I, my guess is they simply have a number of witnesses who can testify to his intent because of conversations they've had. But and, that's, and, again, but I'm just guessing yeah, at that. And that's what it would take. It would say, you know, him saying, all right, we're going to influence the election by keeping her quiet. 
you know, or something to that. It doesn't With, have to be those that, exact words. Without that, I can't see why they're even going forward. Yeah, I, I can't either. Uh, other than Alan Dershowitz said that in New York, uh, you know, the DA can pretty much indict a ham sandwich and not only indict the ham sandwich, but also get a conviction of a ham sandwich. <laughs> Did you get the impression earlier this morning when probably we played that of, audio? He doesn't yeah. have a lot of love for the New York. I was going to say, probably not a lot of DA. call for that. <laughs> um. Steve in Boise, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Well, I guess my question is, is uh, the Secret Service going to stay with him in jail? I think they would have to, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't they have to, yeah. Not not like in a jail cell, but they'd have to be posted right outside, I'm sure. Well, yeah, particularly with the Epstein ordeal and all the other stuff that goes on. You don't think he'll actually uh, end up going to jail at any point, do you? Well, I, I, I certainly hope not. And you know, isn't he the victim of blackmail? Isn't that what this is? Instead of paying off uh, uh, the, the blackmailer, I mean, the, it's all in perspective. How do you yeah. look at it? Yeah. Blackmail, extortion—one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you could look a, at a it. A lot of people that are, are that are wealthy have to do that in order to keep their their sanity and not be in court all the time. That's true. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily, if, if you're paying someone to shut up because they're noisy, it doesn't necessarily make you guilty. Well, it's like in a case where you're found guilty and you just, you settle out of court and pay them off rather than going to, through, through the conviction. You know, I mean, that yeah. seems to be a standard policy in law today. Well, there's a, Everybody's just looking for a buck. In civil cases, yeah. Yeah. And there's a very popular person who is fighting right now a lawsuit and that's tiger woods Liger, tiger woods has a confidentiality oh. agreement with his uh, ex-girlfriend and she wants to break that confidentiality agreement and she is uh sued him i think two different lawsuits to be able to uh break that but if that's the case shouldn't he go to prison also if he's you know accused of paying somebody to keep quiet because that, that's kind of what this is right well we're all being institutionalized <laughs> Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate okay, it. See you guys. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know the intricacies of the case. I don't know what Trump paid and the reason that he paid Stormy Daniels to keep quiet. I I can guess. I I can read and see the. Well, you know, and, and the thing the is, news, I don't, news saying why I, I don't. I, I don't understand why he would have paid her off in the first place, especially if if uh, if nothing happens, simply because. Uh, he didn't seem to be all that worried about anything that was going to pop up to uh to like in in 2016 he didn't seem to be all that worried about anything that might pop up from his past to prevent him yeah. from being elected and rightly so he got elected regardless of what you know was out there in the news and by the way this didn't happen while he was in the white house true this happened before the election mhm well and it was uh let's see today is uh the 17th birthday of uh, Baron Trump. Uh, who did you, have you seen him lately, by the way? Yeah, he's, 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 like, he's, about, he's a like full six, grown man, he's isn't like he? He's six foot four <laughs> or something. He's, he's up there. Uh, anyway, uh, and this was apparently just right after he was born. So this was, yeah, this was close to 17 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, I don't have the inter- intricacies. I don't know what's gone, gone on between Trump and Stormy Daniels. I, you know, we can assume by the fact that he wanted to keep this secret that probably something did go on. You know, is that illegal? Is it illegal to pay somebody off? And once again, the one thing that they're going to have to prove eventually is intent. Is intent. Did he do this to 
affect the election. Affect the election. Once again, not sure. Not I'll, sure if although, they have although a that, proof of that Although either. that makes it sound like doing something to affect an election is against the law. But every speech you make is designed exactly. to affect an election. I mean, if you want to look at this, are they going to investigate President Biden with the same vigor? Because he said that the whole Hunter Biden thing was a made-up hoax to influence the election. Well, by saying that it was made up, and now we know that absolutely 100% it was not made up, that everything that supposedly was denied by the Biden administration, by other people saying, you know, this isn't Hunter's laptop. Even Hunter Biden said he wasn't sure whether or not it was his laptop. But now it has been confirmed by almost every single major news source. By the way, NBC is one of the few major news sources who over the weekend admitted they haven't even looked into it as of yet, which is just weird after over a year and a half. Um, But even Hunter Biden with the lawsuit that he's filed, against releasing the information that makes him look bad. If the information wasn't true, what would he have to stand on in the suit, the civil suit of, you know, the information on the laptop being released, right? So that kind of admits that the laptop was real, or what could he sue for if it's not real, well, like he, he claimed could, before? Well, he could sue for uh, slander, libel, that sort of thing, if it's not if it's not true. If it's not true, but yeah. that would mean that... that how would you, I mean, that would mean it didn't exist. No, it wouldn't mean it didn't exist. It would just mean that the things they're saying about it uh, weren't accurate. Which, and, you, and you can sue for that. Yeah, which I hope is is what happens because then all that stuff that's on the laptop gets to come into open court and it's public knowledge then. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wise. We'll uh, take a break here. If you want to talk about also um, a little bit earlier this morning, um, we talked to uh, the uh, spokesperson for citizens of uh, Meridian about the library meeting that is going to be happening tonight. Um, if you want to hear that, that'll be up on our uh, concerned podcast, citizens concerned citizens of uh, Meridian. That'll be up on our podcast uh, a little bit later this morning. Very that, interesting. That group, apathetic citizens of Meridian, they don't seem to care at all. <laughs> that that uh, interview, very interesting. Um, in some of the information that comes out, flies in the face of some of the uh, other side and things that they're claiming. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. If you want to weigh in on that, you can also email us, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. And don't forget, Kevin James will be here on Wednesday night, Morrison Center. We've got those pair of tickets sometime within the next half hour. Don't go away. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is 922. Email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, email uh, in from Fed Up says it's quite obvious that they're trying to degrade and demean and embarrass President Trump before the election. It's nothing more than that. Out of everything they tried to blame on him, all the crimes he was supposed to be guilty of, this is all they can hang their hats on? Give me a break. There are some people that believe that this will be a good thing for Trump, that by going after Trump, that it will give even more to his base than he already has and they will look at him as a martyr and that this is what's wrong with the u.s system and that 
he could have even more support than he already does. There's also uh, another, I, over the weekend, uh, I saw another conspiracy theory saying that uh, Democrats are doing this on purpose because they want Trump to be the person who is chosen to run against Biden because polls are showing that Biden can beat Trump, but Biden cannot beat Governor DeSantis. Mm-hmm. If DeSantis, DeSantis, by the way, has not entered the race, a lot of people assume that he will, but if DeSantis enters the race in a poll that was put out about a month ago, um, that Trump, it, it's interesting to see, Trump would beat DeSantis uh, right now. And that's before DeSantis has announced that he would run uh, in the primary, but that if Trump won the primary, Biden could beat Trump in another election. However, Biden would lose to DeSantis if he was the choice for Republicans in that primary. And that that's kind of the conspiracy theory is Democrats want Trump to be able to be the winner of the primary because they think Biden could beat Trump even though Biden hasn't said whether or not he's going to be running or not. Let's see, John the Lawyer writes in, he says, uh, giving the money to the, well, he says whore, is a uh, misdemeanor. If the purpose was to influence the election, then it is a felony. That, and that, but that's the hard part to prove, right? Unless you, if there's audio of him saying, "Hey, I want to influence yeah. the election," we need or to make sure the that, election, yeah, here. yeah, or or it, maybe not even those exact words, but say, "Hey, we have to make sure this well, and does I don't, not come out before I the election because I will lose the election if this I, comes." I don't out. think there. I mean, this isn't the sort of thing. I mean, okay, let's put it this way: uh, President Trump puts a lot of things in print, but when he gives like instructions to other people about things to do, he doesn't necessarily put that in print. Yeah, he just verbally or uh, even according to uh I, I can't think of the name of the lawyer anyway according to him he just it's it's understood there are some things you're supposed to do yeah which i don't know if that stands up in court exactly and i yeah and i don't know because if you have say somebody in the grand jury that comes in and says oh no he said this cohen. it's cohen yeah, yeah. It, it you know it ends up being cohen's word against trump and then who do you believe cohen by the way has already been found guilty and spent time in prison so do you believe a felon or do you believe the former president of the united states when it comes to whose word do you believe see walt in weezer says mike's snarky little laugh about trump in january 6th does not come across well on this side of the radio what makes you such a servant to trump you have drank the kool-aid trump in handcuffs would be a great photo uh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, quite frankly. Um, once again, I just, the reason I laughed is because you've had all these people saying he did something, but he's so far not been indicted. That's what I'm laughing at. Uh, at no time did he say we should go down to the uh, state or the nation's capital and tear the place apart. He said we should walk down, not even not even march march down. I think he said march and walk down the Capitol, and protest. None of which, by the way, since you seem to lack the knowledge, is against the law. Denny in Nampa says your question this morning, talking about Harry Truman, woke up a few memories from my mental vault, way back when, and quite by accident, I attended a sneak preview movie in Sparks, Nevada. Back in the mid-70s, titled Give Him Hell Harry, starred James Whitmore as Harry Truman and was a one-man stage show put to the silver screen. I almost walked out, but managed to go through my bag of popcorn 
and Big Coke while being totally enthralled. Much fun. I've seen that. Uh, that he was actually uh, James Whitmore was actually nominated for an Oscar for Give Him Hell Harry, even though it was a stage show and they simply filmed it. And they were going to put it on like HBO, but they decided to open it up in a few theaters, and it became eligible then for an Oscar. And he was nominated. He didn't yeah. win, but he was nominated. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. As we go into break, news coming up here next. Let's uh, go ahead. Give some lucky person a pair of tickets to go see uh, Kevin James. He's going to be at the Morrison Center. His stand up show coming up here this Wednesday night. If you'd like a pair of tickets, call number six right now. Those tickets are yours. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. You get weight loss advice from like everybody. Everybody will, everybody thinks they got the secret. And people coming up to me all the time. You know what you got to do? You got to chew sugarless gum. Yeah, because my ass got fat from bazooka. That's. You ever get weight loss advice from someone bigger than you? <laughs> you know what you got to do? Yeah, not listen to your fatter ass for starters. You know what it comes down to? My fitness goals are different than most people's. That's it. That's what I've assessed. Seriously, that's it. Because most people want to lose enough weight so that they look good in a bathing suit or they want to lower their cholesterol. I just want to lose enough so that my stomach doesn't jiggle when I brush my teeth. (laughs) That's it. Then it's just maintenance from there on out. Uh, it's Kevin James, and guess what? Uh, Mike Bertinelli is going to see Kevin James Wednesday night at Fantastic. the Morrison Center. Congratulations, that a, Mike. That should be a really good show. He is a very funny guy. He's had a, a couple of been on a couple of hit series. He was on Everybody Loves Raymond as mm-hmm. a reoccurring character, and then, of course, he had his own a couple of his own series, um, and then great stand-up comic. He's been in uh, movies. Well, the Paul Blart movies. Yeah, he, especially Adam played, Sandler movie. He played Paul Blart. Yeah, yeah, he's been in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. That's true. So he will be there. Wednesday. If you didn't win tickets this morning, don't worry. Nate Shellman will have a chance for you coming up after 3 o'clock this afternoon. I have more chances uh, once again tomorrow morning. We'll have another chance tomorrow and Wednesday morning for you to win. So if you want to see Kevin James, this is the radio station to uh, listen to. Phone lines open at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning. Uh, Terry uh, writes in, I fail to understand the problem with libraries these days. In the 50s, as a kid of 11... I use the Chicago Public Library at its main location. It is considerably larger than the Idaho State House. If at that age I had tried to check out a copy of Justine, what do you think the response would have been? Since librarians apparently don't care who gets what uh, anymore, how about segregating instead of banning and requiring proof, proof of age? Here's the thing. I, I don't think we've even had any proof. Now, we talked uh, this morning with Mike Hahn of Concerned Citizens of Meridian, and, and we he- got... What's that? Just, just out of curiosity, referring to the Marquis de Sade uh, there? I'm n- not sure. Okay, never mind. Um, so we talk with uh, Mike Hahn, and, and there are both, you know, misinformation both ways. It, it was interesting to hear from their own mouth that they're not looking to get library books banned, because that's been uh, an accusation that is thrown at the concerned citizens uh, of Meridian, that they want to get these books banned from the library, which I am 110% against, banning of any books, because it is a public library. People that want to come in should be able to put pick out those books. Um, there was also talk that said, well, they want to get these books, you know, 
set aside in one area of the library so that nobody can come pick them out unless you're an adult or have an adult with you, which which I'm okay with that. But from his own words this morning, that's not even what they're looking for. They're actually just looking for these library books as simple as maybe having a jacket on them that says that, you know, these could have adult themes themes to them that could be offensive to some minors. They're PG. They require parental guidance. Yeah, and he even said that. Something similar to what videos did if you rented a video that, you know, if you went in to rent a video, you couldn't rent it. Check out an R-rated video and if you were uh, a minor. Um, it's not against the law. It's not against the law. It's the and, policy of, yeah. of most places. Yeah. So that meeting is happening, uh, coming up here tonight. If you want to weigh in on that um, this morning, please feel free. If you want to be a part of the meeting, I, I would check out the details. Uh, because if you live in the district, only people that live in the uh, library district in the city of Meridian will be allowed to give testimony. So if you live in Nampa, like me, no, you can't. Only the people that live there. And um, the uh, commissioner, Ada County Commissioner Rod Beck, has already said that they will allow anyone who lives in the uh, Meridian Library District give testimony if they wish for as long as it takes, whether that's tonight or if they at the end of the evening they've been doing it for hours, they have to continue on Wednesday night, they will do that on yeah. Wednesday. I mean, as long as it takes doesn't mean they won't stop for curfew and start yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, Vern has written in and says, while you're reporting on Gonzaga winning their game, you have forgot to mention that a local college won their conference in basketball. That would be College of Idaho. Yes, that's big news also. Mm. Okay, two things there. They didn't just win their conference. They, they won, won the national. national championship in uh, their division. And we've talked a lot and about that's it. NAIA. And yes, uh, I apologize for the fact that you missed it, Vern, but we did talk about it uh, at length. Yeah. We've, we've talked about it. Uh, sports updates we, brought news. It was even in the news this morning. We were quite proud, actually. Yeah. So My parents both graduated from there, so College of Idaho. Yeah. I, I think everybody after this weekend is, uh, I've never seen so much posting about College of Idaho since I've lived here until they won the national championship <laughs> this weekend. So I think everybody right now is a College of Idaho fan, and it's, uh, it is a very Why big not? deal. Um, you know, and it's the, the first Division One NAIA championship they've won, but not their first national championship. True. They also won in 1996. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 86-96. 
what could come out of yeah. uh, the, the hearings in the House the, this week. The, the comment was made earlier that there are so many conspiracy theories, I don't know what to believe. You know, there's also the alternative that you could just take for face value what people are actually telling you. Yeah. Um, another but person writes on in. On the other hand, you, you might think that's completely foolish. Another person writes in, how is it a conspiracy theory if you are looking right at what is happening? problem is i mean i've heard like four or five different conspiracy based, based theories the, about what this yeah, is happening based on the why it's happening based yeah. on the interpretation a lot of people think wow it's this is a no-brainer well yeah and other people think well the reason you think that is because everything you do is a no-brainer rich in boise good morning you're on news talk kboi well i i heard you a little while ago then oh, i heard this on the news too about michael cohen uh being a convicted liar well he didn't lie to protect himself. He lied to protect Trump. And, you know, along with Roger Stone and Paul Manafort and Michael Flynn and Steve Bannon, they're all convicted liars, too. It, it, it's kind of a prerequisite to work for Trump, it seems to me. And and your question to where who you would believe, Michael Cohen or Trump, I I think I'd probably believe almost anybody over Trump. He's, he's lied more than anybody yeah. I know. So, But, okay, I mean, th- there is a difference, I guess, if, if he wasn't lying to protect himself, but still still convicted from, yeah. of lying. Yeah, yeah. still, I mean, still convicted. Uh, Trev- Trump has been accused, but never convicted of it. So that's why, but, but that's Trump, when it comes to, when it comes to a court, you know, you can't say, hey, Trump's a liar too. It's like, well, where's your, where's your proof? Where's he been convicted? I mean, there are certain facts that have to come out, in and court, that, that was the only thing that in, I meant, that when it comes to court, the, they're going to use that against him because he has been yeah, convicted. In, in court, he did it, too, is is really never a defense. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you you can bring up people's character in court, and, and mm-hmm. Trump yeah. was uh, the unindicted co-conspirator number two. Uh, Michael Cohen went to jail for what Trump's being accused of, only it was on a federal level. You know, they, they should have brought these charges against Trump four years ago. I don't know. They claim they can't indict a sitting president. I don't know why they can't indict a president and then wait till he's out of office to try him. That's what they should do in these cases. You well, know, this case should have been brought up before. But You, you did hear uh, earlier Alan Dershowitz this morning talking about that, you know, if, if this does happen, he is indicted. You know, people think that he can't run for president. And it's like, no, by law, he can still run for president. Not only that, he can be elected president and serve as president while he is in prison if he is found guilty, if, he's, if he does yeah, get elected. But, but some states have laws that say if you're a convicted felon, you can't be on the ballot. Texas is one of them. Now, Texas would change the law for Trump if he were convicted. But I think 25 states have laws that you can't be on the ballot if you're a convicted felon. Hmm. And it's up to states to set those kind of requirements. But the Constitution doesn't say that uh, you you can't be a felon and be president. But some states wouldn't allow his name to be on the ballot, which could prove to be a hindrance. Yeah. Well, and like you said, Texas would probably change. I'm wondering how many red states would also, um, you know, change their state laws. And then it would just be the blue states who we wouldn't get, you know, votes in anyway. Well, the the red states would definitely. But there are some states that he needs, like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, that, uh, you know, states like that, that 
aren't totally run by Republicans that you might not be able to change the law. Yeah. You know, because it would because it takes their 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 takes their House and Senate and their governor. So there might not might be some states that you can't change the law. Yeah, Texas is if if Trump was convicted, they'd change the law the next day. All of a sudden, well, yeah, felons should be able to be elect to be on the ballot, but it it, it still might be a hindrance. Yeah. Well, who knows? It may not be a hindrance anyway, because we still don't even know if he's going to be indicted or not. A lot of news has changed over the last uh, day or two. Plus, the um, grand jury still has today. There's supposedly supposed to be two people. One of those, uh, Cohen, could be uh, one of them. Uh, the other one, uh, Costello, former legal advisor to Cohen, apparently is going to appear before the grand jury solely to undermine Cohen's credibility, sources familiar with the matter, uh, matter told the uh, New York Times, which broke the identity of the mystery defense witnesses testifying Monday. Now, it's not known whether or not Costello will be testifying on the request of Trump defense lawyers or on the request of grand jurors, because both are possible, according to former Manhattan financial crimes prosecutor Diana Florence. So... I think after today, uh, later in this week, we're going to find out a lot more. Trump said he's planning on getting arrested tomorrow. Um, I guess we'll find out tomorrow if that does indeed happen. Take a break. One more segment on the way. 208-336-3700. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 952 208 336 3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Text message, same as our main number if you want to text us. The reason Trump hasn't been indicted and convicted was he was a president at the time Michael Cohen pled guilty. We are now attempting to indict post presidency. Do you seriously believe that Michael Cohen paid Stormy out of his love for Trump? No, I don't believe that. I don't think anybody believes that. However, Paying Stormy Daniels to keep quiet isn't a crime. They have to prove what they're they're going after here is, and they have to prove that President Trump is trying to influence the election by paying Stormy Daniels to keep quiet. That's that's what they have to prove. Uh, The fact that he did pay, didn't pay, that, that doesn't matter. The fact that if they can prove that he paid specifically to try and make it so that he can influence the election is is what's going to matter in the court of law. Jim says the charges Donald Trump could face from the New York, Georgia, and the Justice Department criminal investigations will boost his popularity amongst far-right Republicans, but doom his political future. Because apparently those two things aren't the same thing. And and you may be a hundred percent right. By the way, this is just the first. He's, he you are right. He he does have charges that could be coming um, from the Justice Department in uh, Georgia, having to do with the uh, election. And this is some of the same things we talked about this morning. That you know, some some Republicans are going to look on this as you know they're attacking Trump for no reason, and he could become a martyr and saying this mm-hmm. is what's wrong with our government. They're trying to influence the election themselves because they don't want Trump to be president again. John says, uh, too funny. It's amazing that TDS is alive and does well. 
years after Trump left office. Years from now, it'll be uh, chronicled as uh, masterful use of the liberals of the era. Hmm. Kevin and Caldwell, good morning. You're on Newsock KBOI. Good morning, guys. And to follow up that last email, we are two plus years into probably the worst administration of my life. I mean, the border is out of control. Millions of people, you know, further making our our housing crisis and our hospital crisis worse. Spending of money until it inflated the banks, and now we're you know a banking and economic crisis. The guy's almost got us into a war with Russia. He's got. North Korea and China pissed off and ready to come after us. And we have Rich, who only thinks about Trump. And I would really appreciate it if you guys, next time he calls in, start asking him questions back on Biden. And I would like to see if he actually has a defense for the guy. I mean, even this thing with Trump and, and, and Stormy Daniels, Bill Clinton is just as I, a 100% guilty of doing that with, uh, what was her name, Paula something or other. Um, Paula Jones. Supposed, yeah, yeah, yeah Paul he had, Jones and he ended up raped. he ended up paying uh, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in that particular case. And you know, most of the money that a politician ever has, except for Trump, is campaign contributions. That's yeah. where most of their money comes from. Thank you and for the call, Kevin. We are uh, up on time. Sorry about that, but uh, don't want to run out of time. Appreciate it. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, we're on a twenty-hour break. Don't forget more Kevin James tickets. Nate Shumman will have them this afternoon after three.